0: It's Thursday, November 8th, 2018, and you're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the show about retro video games, and sometimes some other stuff. You're listening to episode 242, It's Not Almost Halloween. Runtime for this episode is 52 minutes. Welcome to last time on Video Games, the podcast that's
1: haunted by the ghost of Halloween was one week and one day ago. My name is Jeremy. Arguably better than doing it two weeks early, though, on accident. I'm Tyler.
2: Uh, I'm I'm tired. Uh, Zach. That I'm <laughs> I'm Zach.
1: No, I'm Tyler. I said I'm. I said I'm tired. I I know. I know. I was oh. trying to cover for your horrible, horrible mistake.
0: We played Super Ghosts and Ghouls. That's why it's called. I called it. I know. What I, it's
1: I think called. it's Ghouls and Ghosts. Actually,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's Ghouls and Ghosts. We played Grabbed by the Ghoulies for Xbox. <laughs> that is a game, isn't it? Yes.
1: Don't feed it after
0: midnight. But before we get to Super Ghouls and Ghosts, tired. What have you been playing before you re-enter
1: your thousand-year slumber? <laughs> actually, so if you have a thousand-year slumber, what color
2: worm are you? Copper. Gotcha. He's a half Odin. <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of different things. I've still been working on uh, Digimon Cy- uh, Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory. I've moved on a little bit more so that I've passed a couple more story chapters that story doesn't make like any sense. I feel like it makes sense. There's some elements of it that are that just don't make any sense. <laughs> Na- namely, like that—that's not how the human brain works.
0: Well, no, but it's speculative fiction. F- it's speculative fiction. That's not how computers work either, Zach. That's certainly not how hacking works. <laughs> hacking is it—you get little monsters, and by
1: depending on how many monsters you have, you can do different MMO moves in a square, boring room. Um, actually, a- as a uh, trained computer scientist, that is how hacking works. Um, See, it's slightly different though because you actually do need a full VR headset.
0: Well, as a trained neurosurgeon, I can confirm that you can move someone's memories onto an external server so that their brain doesn't overheat because they use too much of it.
2: Now I understand what the problem is. They need to get her brain liquid cooling. Yes, it is exactly that. So I've been playing a little bit more of that. I finally went ahead and beat Battletech. Yay, the finally. The campaign for that. After Did you, you beat, run out of side quests? There's infinite. Like, it, once you beat the main quest line, you go into sandbox mode, basically. And you can just run around doing quests.
1: Effectively quests, but missions, I guess. I actually found someone at my office who was like, oh, you play video games and board games, right? Do you play Battletech? I'm like, I own Battletech. But one of my friends really likes it. And he's like, sweet, I never get to play with anyone competitively. So, if you would like me to, I can connect you guys. And then you can play someone who's good at the game and not me. Yeah, but see, where's the fun in that? Um, then you actually have a challenge. Unless you like being overwhelming force. Force superior.
2: I'd like to play with you guys at some point in here, but I'm not going to hold my breath. That That one, the last level was... Easier than I expected it to be, but at the same time, I also think I uh, might have overgrinded a bit for it, because I ended up entering the level with two Highlanders and two Atlases against it. So it's like, all right, they have two Assault Mechs, a Jaeger Mech, and a Cataphract. I have two Highlanders, two Atlases, all right? I'm going to wreck this, because I have a lot more firepower and armor than they do. Of course, those ones are set up so that you can't actually headshot them. All of them? Yeah, you can't headshot
1: that lance. Why, why not? Do they just not have heads? or
2: No, you can't headshot that lance because they um, like if you were to get a called shot on somebody's head, that removes them pretty much instantly if you're using a big enough gun, which can remove any challenge that actually was involved in that. So instead, they just made it so you can't hit them in the head. Huh. That's kind of lame, actually. <laughs> actually, it's kind of funny because that's somebody who I was playing against in MechWarrior Online the other game I've been playing a lot of. wishes that was something that could happen for them. I Looked up, almost pristine King Crab, fired the paired heavy gauss off my Fafnir and blew his head off. Like, it popped up with the kill and I'm like, uh, what? He had good enough armor The Fafnir's heavy gauss Let's don't do that much. Oh, I killed him. I hit him in the head. That explains it. Very little in... Like the large bore guns in that can basically headshot somebody, but the head is such a small target that it's really hard to do intentionally if the person's moving around and whatnot. So it's more of a it was more of a luck shot. It's still a fun game. I still really like playing that game. Playing uh BattleTech. I'm excited for Flashpoint to come out because Hatchet Man, Cyclops, and Crab.
0: Flashpoint is the expansion of the Battletech coming out, for those of you listening at home.
2: Yeah, I was actually
1: going to ask if you thought you were going to peter out on it now that you've beaten the campaign, but it sounds like they're adding some content just in time.
2: I kind of bounce around in it just because of the how the game functions. I do really like playing it. I'd like to play it with people I know, but I don't have anybody I know that really plays it, especially plays it in multiplayer. So it's like, eh, Whatever. Yeah, those are both really fun. They're all really fun games. I like Hacker's Memory because it's something I can do without paying too much attention to. Battletech, I have to pay a little bit more attention to. and uh, You actually have to think about it. Yeah, because if you get yourself into a problem area, it's really easy to get rolled under. And MacWare Online is a fun, competitive game. I've been seriously debating picking up Call of Duty Black Ops 4 for PS4 and a PS Plus subscription. Uh, I'm
1: also weirdly considering it, and I don't know why, but I am. Call of Duty specifically? Yeah. So what I will say about the PS Plus subscription is there are so many free games that you can stream. Stream, you don't even have to download them if you have a PS Plus subscription, and I was baffled by this. I They don't stream particularly well.
0: At least I have not gotten them to,
1: but that's, that's true it might also be the quality of your internet connection though so yeah because it does it is having to pre-render it on a server and send it to you so bandwidth i did get the friday the 13th game for free this month oh boy i've heard it's horrible or at I, least I, I, i've heard it's very unbalanced
0: i didn't play it i just got it <laughs> i just was like i will accept this free gift in case i need it in the future thank um, you
2: and the last major game i played is on uh, sunday we played for about two hours uh The Friday the 13th game. We played the better version, (laughs) Dead by Daylight. I bought a Michael Myers pack.
1: Did you play as a Michael Myers? I did not. I got it because Jen and James were playing with us. And every time the killer came up, I gave it to one of them, and they had both just seen the new Halloween the day before. So, like, we should get some Michael Myers, because it's right there. And we did. He actually looks like a really fun character to play.
2: Yeah, I'm actually kind of screwed up, because part of his thing is you have to build up his levels. That's, yes, why, I was so much, uh, yeah, that's why I was so much slower than everybody else. Uh, was because I wasn't playing him right, and I realized that I still got everybody, but. It was actually kind of funny when he first gave it off to James. We, it was off stream because we were waiting for Kevin to download it because he forgot he didn't have it downloaded already. So we played a three against one for a few games. And James got Cody and Ed immediately with the hillbilly. And I had to survive on my own and manage to. Which was
0: out the trap door.
2: I did use the trap door, but the way things were going, I probably could have fixed a generator as well. I was rolling really well in that game. Yeah, he did that thing where
1: he like hid in a cupboard and then you get a 50-50 shot and he opened the wrong one and Zach just like <laughs> zoomed John, out. out.
2: <laughs> exactly. I was uh, helping a lot of people off of off of hooks. And like most of the people got off hooks because they just hopped off of them. I actually went and helped people out yeah. <laughs>
1: the first time you helped me off a hook, you're like, don't tell anyone. That was Ed. I told, I, I think oh, it that was Ed. Yeah. I think he I, was, I helped
2: Ed off of the hook. I told, don't tell anyone about this. It's, it's just funny because we were always like, well, Zach is the only other person here. He's not going to help you. Actually, I do help people out. I just have a reputation for not because I know when to cut my losses. I mean, honestly,
1: that's a fair tactical decision. It is useful to have other people around the map, even if they're not actually helping you fix generators, because at least they distract the killer for a while. Besides, it's more fun
0: to play the hero than to play the survivor.
2: It depends. But I usually do try and help people out when I have an opportunity or have a chance. So it was kind of funny that I'm like, well, Zach is never going to help you as I'm sitting like off to the side trying to find a way in, but the killer's standing right in front of the guy, so I can't actually do anything.
0: Yeah, that's when you actually need to cut and run, is when the killer is camping.
2: So that, that happened a couple of times, but it's a fun game. I found I don't like the Saw level very much. It's kind of, eh, I don't think it's particularly good, but... Yeah, I'm not actually a huge fan of it. That's
1: the indoor warehouse. That's the meat packing plant. Yeah, it's a little bit too enclosed, and I'm not sure if that favors the survivors or the killer, but it's not very fun to run around in either way.
2: It favors, I think, the killer a lot, because on the bottom side, it's too enclosed for the survivors, but then where the survivors are trying to escape... It's wide open, so there's nowhere for them to hide. They just have to hope the killer doesn't spot them on a wide open, flat ground. And it's not like on the um, the farm where you have the cornfield to hide in and such. I just don't think that's a particularly good level. Anything else you've been playing, Zach? No, those are the four games that really stick out. Dead by Daylight stream's still up. I'm debating whether or not I want to move it to private because the video quality's so bad. I think it was partly because I was streaming at uh, 2 megabits and... 720, so I think a lot of that lack of detail and moving around got translated. So that sounds like it's fairly high quality to me, but I don't know. Streaming. As well as the... Well, I think it also might be the the GeForce Experience isn't a great encoder. So I've been toying with the next time out, I might use uh, OBS, which is apparently what a lot of the streamers are using.
1: So I've never heard of OBS. And it's free. So Do you know what that stands for? I
2: did... Because it's on the site, but I can't remember what it exactly stands for. I think it's broadcasting something, but I don't know.
1: Open broadcast software. That would be it. Yeah, it turns out it's exactly what you think it should be. It's also open source. Also, I think Cody said he was using that, so.
2: Yeah, so that one is probably the one I'll try next time out. Because I tried a couple of experiments. That's actually why it took a little while for me to get to the game. Because I was doing a couple of streaming (laughs) experiments to... See if I could fix the fuzzy that oh. was coming up on my stream, which is why I was playing a lot of Doom, actually. Ah. Just to, specifically to test that, because that game is so high, high mobility and moving that there's going to be a lot of shifting around and looking. So I figured that would be a good one to try and test with that. But I think that's going to be the next try I'm out. So what have you been doing, Tyler?
1: I was going to comment really quick that I ended your I always escaped streak.
2: I didn't have an always escaped streak.
1: I th- I could have sworn the last time we recorded you're like I've never not escaped No one's and- ever
2: gotten away from me.
1: Yeah, I thought you also claimed that no, you No, Ed
2: I hadn't got No, Ed was the only one who had caught me before you. Okay. But yes, you that that was different cuz Ed caught me like I'd only been caught once before and Ed was the one that did it. What killer did you play?
0: Huntress. I, oh. I was being sad in that work instead of yeah. Yeah, that, playing with my friends.
2: You played as the Huntress, and I did pretty well given that I was, again, the last guy standing after both Ed and Cody got killed immediately.
1: We're going to have to try to do another game night because technically this Wednesday is the last Wednesday, but it's also Halloween. so.
0: And also I work until 8 unless oh. my schedule changes, which it probably will.
1: Gross, gross. I feel like that is some sort of duplicitous business practice that shouldn't be allowed. Working
0: until 8 on Halloween? Oh. Yes, no, they that. can change it up until the Saturday before.
1: Yeah, and that's crazy talk. I need two weeks' notice, guys. I got stuff going on. What the heck have I been doing? So a really quick segue. We were talking about the person in Hacker's Memory needing brain co- or, uh, liquid cooling for a brain, and I was like, I wonder if that exists, because people get really high fevers and that can cook your brain, literally. I wonder if we have anything for this. So I looked for, I think, liquid cooling for your brain, and I found this article uh, published by Nim that is Non-Invasive Head Cooling Methods and Devices. And easily the funniest thing I found on here, just in terms of what it's named, is a nasopharyngeal cooling through a fully catheter. Basically, you stick liquid cooling up through your nose and cool your brain through your soft palate. Ugh. It sounds really uncomfortable, but it's, it's technically non-invasive. Another one that they have is filling the inside of her nasal cavity with balloons. So those are two really silly ways you can keep your brain cool. Or you can just offload all your memories to
0: an external server and make sure you sync with it frequently.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that seems incredibly reasonable. Then you can have clones of yourself running around and then you can like somehow merge.
0: And then you can give your worm bon access to your memory server and then it can basically learn yes. all your hacking
2: skills. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how that works. I was just thinking of it cuz that's a, it's actually got a similar-ish plot point in an anime called Cer- A Certain Magical Index. That's an early plot point is somebody's basically overheating because too much memories cuz eidetic memory. That came
1: up in a random conversation with someone recently. I don't think I've ever talked to this person Scientific ever again. A memory
2: or a certain magical index? A uh,
1: certain magical index. I'm like, I've heard of that only because my one friend watches that.
2: Wow, Jeremy, I guess you're not his friend. Well, I already established that. <laughs> also, I don't watch that. I watched that What? <laughs> well, he said my one friend. I guess that makes me his one friend.
1: Yep, there are no others.
2: I feel like everyone else in his life is a significant other. Or Accurate. a business partner. <laughs> Met both?
1: <laughs> Simultaneously? I don't even know. What have I been playing, though? That's the question we are attempting to answer today. Obviously, I'm still playing Gungeon and Dead Cells. Somehow, I'm playing two roguelikes at the same time. Why? Why am I doing this to myself? A uh, choice? The bird, I, the, I, I yes, the bird and the free will. Yes, the burden and the free will. Because had um, an Apple. Also, being very tired, I'm like, I don't want to do anything that requires a time commitment, so I'm going to play this one roguelike, which will only take 20 minutes, five times. Dead Souls is a fantastic game. I'm really sad I didn't pick it up back when Kevin was playing it, because then we could have sweet Dead Souls stories together. Also, I'm not very good at this game, but that's okay, I'll beat it eventually.
2: (laughs) I mean, that's kind of how I did Dark Souls 3. I was very good at it, but I beat it anyway. I
1: don't know, I feel like I always get the timing down on parries,
2: and then I don't. So I'm like, oh yeah, I got it
1: now. I just had to press. Oh wait, no, no, I'm dead.
2: That that's the worst feeling when you <laughs> do it when you do it perfectly ten times out of ten, and then that eleventh time you, you go up against something where you need to parry. You're just like, how does I do anything? <laughs> or uh,
1: I, I was doing a level I had never gotten to before, and I had an enemy that was like a golem that can summon you to him, and then he immediately throws a punch. So you have to, like, immediately be ready to parry as soon as you land on the ground. Or dodge roll, I guess. You can technically play the game without a shield. I don't know why you would do that to yourself. And I got it down the first three times, uh, like, I with no practice, it just happened. And then the fourth time, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, like, roll over this pit really quick. And then I just rolled right into his punch. It was very stupid. I felt very bad about that death. I don't know. Dead Souls is a fantastic game. It's got great color design. or Great color design. Wow. Great level design. Everything's very pretty, while also being ominous at the same time. The music's solid. The enemy design is great. Just, it's a very good game. I see why it got so popular. The other thing I've been playing is nothing like either of these games. It's Final Fantasy. It's a very fun game. I haven't gotten a summon yet, and I'm kind of sad about this.
0: Have you been advancing the story at all? Or... A little bit? Does Noctis
1: have migraines yet? No...
0: Do you have any uh, sweet grandpa swords?
1: So, oh, yes. I have two sweet grandpa swords. Um,
0: <laughs> A surprising number of those are side quests. The main plot of... Well, not the main plot of the game, but one of your goals is to get all the swords of the old kings because uh, that were badasses.
1: One of okay. them says is like, it launches deadly preemptive warp strikes. And I found in the first area, this sword that does like five times warp strike damage. Like it's not particularly powerful, but it was better than any of the starting weapons. Like I found better swords since... But none of them do five times warp strike damage, so I just like stand on top of rocks and go warp strike, and then I win. So I don't know why I wouldn't keep doing that until I find a massively better weapon. Well, you just consider that
0: all the weapons you equip give you stats. Oh, the they time? are
1: they cumulative? Yes. Oh, oh, I thought it was just which one you had out at any given no. point. No. Oh, oh This is
0: important. How many different <laughs> weapons? Can you can you have four play? at a time, so it's not that big a deal. But like Axe of the Conqueror, for example, yep. that's like I always plus have that 500 equipped. attack.
1: I did not know it's that. big deal. So you're saying I should not always have one of my slots be devoted to magic until I actually want to cast a spell.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the few things I don't like about that combat system is that's very true because magic doesn't give you stats.
1: The but... other thing you can do, though, is if you don't care about your party stats is you can give them magic. That's true. And let them do that. I was actually wielding one of the machine weapons for a while. It was like an auto crossbow or something. I'm like, this is great. I'm doing like 600 damage a hit and then... Apparently, I had just not been paying attention to my numbers when I was attacking with a sword, because I was doing like a thousand damage per hit with a sword. I'm like, oh, this weapon's useless. Here you go, Prompto. You can have this excellent auto crossbow. That's <laughs> I know. how
2: all those kind of games work. Your uh, party members get whatever you discard. What's really funny is
1: that some of the high level coordination skills you can unlock are take control of one of your sidekicks.
0: I never did any of those, but yes.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'm going to waste the AP on doing any of those because I'm having like Noctis can do everything they can do pretty much that he except can do for the stuff they, they, can.
0: they can do in their DLC chapters. But
1: oh, or those things. I don't think I have access to those things.
0: I don't know if you do or not. I didn't grab them. I just read Wikipedia summaries of them.
1: I, th- I think I might have talked about this on the last episode, as I have a sweet ass avatar. Because that was apparently DLC for the PlayStation version at some point, and they just put it in the PC version. I'm not sure why they made this decision. But I love my avatar to death. My one problem is Noctis' voice comes out of it every time. (laughs) And like... I like the avatar enough that I'm willing to put up with that in every single cutscene.
0: But she's always like, oh, my dad is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Ignis, where are we going? I could really go for some nacho fries.
1: <laughs> the beginning of the game makes him come across as like a stereotypical sulky teen, but I think really he's just antisocial and doesn't want to talk to anyone, because he's actually kind of a nice guy as you're like wandering around the forest. Yeah. He's-
0: that game really poorly sets up his relationships with the characters, and they do come out through banter, but... Not really the one with his dad, because he doesn't get the banter with his dad.
1: Yep, and then his dad dies. Spoilers for the first half hour of the game. So, and I like really didn't like Ignis at first. Um, Alex is like, what are you talking about? He's clearly the best. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> he's clearly the best. I don't like Galio. Galio is the one I don't Really? Like. I actually like Gladio quite a bit. I don't like Prompto, but that's because he's me, so I know I don't <laughs> like him. I don't have feelings about Prompto one way or the other. I really like Gladio. He seems like a really cool guy. I like Ignis a lot now, partially because every, like, end of camping photo session... Did we ever describe how that worked back when you were playing it? Probably. Every time
0: you camp, you get all the photos that Prompto took. You get to go through them and decide if you want to keep any of them.
1: Yeah, and some of them are great. But my favorites are just, like, almost every single time I go through photos, there's at least one of Noctis and Ignis just, like, hanging out or, like, giving each other high fives or something. I'm like, I wish I had seen when this happened on screen, but, I don't know, I like this game a lot. Just every, like, the production quality of it is just so high. Until it's gone. Until it's gone, I guess. I don't know, everyone's voice acted, it's just, I don't know. It is an absolute delight to play thus far.
0: Yeah, no, it's a very, it feels like it's two games almost. One of them is great, and one of them, I'd say they didn't finish, but that implied they even started making
1: it. Also, I just, I love Luna Freya. She's been on screen for 30 seconds thus far, and she's awesome.
0: I don't want to break your heart.
1: Oh. You've
0: seen about half her screen time.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> that's sad. Is that the girlfriend? Yeah. Fiance. Yeah, she's actually really cool, and she's going around actually doing stuff. I assumed you'd eventually hook up with her and go like, okay, you're actually the main character. We're just going to help you do whatever, because she's clearly actually the main character. Oh, well, that's don't, you don't
0: I don't want to tell you anything about the story, but it would also imply I knew anything about
1: the <laughs> story. So. Oh, no, I'm still having a lot of fun playing it. Oh, um, it's
0: a super fun game. Don't get me wrong. Those first 60 hours are great.
1: I'll say one thing that I found, like, I'm not sure if I love it or if it's just really lazy. The fact that when you go fishing and you hook a fish, it just plays the normal battle music. Like, it's kind of great, but also I feel like, it's also just really lazy? I'm not sure which. Do you
0: think they should have come up with a sweet fishing battle song?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, the number of remixes in this There are game. many. There's like I kind of wish there was a way to search through your music library to choose what you want to play instead of having to scroll like, through all Like make a of them. custom playlist? That yeah. That would be cool. A custom playlist or even just like a I want to pause the game, search for this song, and then play that song, and then keep driving.
2: Those would be great, especially because that is the uh, essence of a road trip.
1: Yeah, in and out, forcing each other to listen to your weird music.
0: I don't know if I mentioned this when I was playing it, but you do just buy albums that are just the soundtracks to past Final Fantasy games, and uh, you have them on your car, like Final Fantasy Seven. You VII- like, make your own sweet mixtape.
1: Yeah, which is sad. Like Final Fantasy Seven is just the Final Fantasy Seven music, but like the Final Fantasy Four music is like full orchestra, like re, or, I guess re-recordings of the original music. Like there's no MIDI music in there. Well, I guess technically Final Fantasy VII was MIDI's, but there, there are no chip tune sounding things in there. I forget which one it was. It was something for Final Fantasy IV. The recording of that was just, like, awesome. I just, like, listened to it five times in a row. The
0: Final Fantasy V soundtrack is also just magic. Battle on the Bridge in particular. But... Yeah,
1: that one's very good. Um, I think I actually have most of the finals fantasy music. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a very fun game. I really like it a lot. And also, I'm not sure if this was intentional or not, but I started with access to a golden Chocobo skin. So the regalia is like this bright gold thing with Chocobos all over it, and it's amazing. I never did go
0: back and unlock the flying regalia. Well, That's I... a
1: post-game thing you can do. Does it just fly? Like, is it still on the roads? Or I assume
0: it's like a back to the future. Nah, nah, nah.
1: <laughs> That's the Jurassic Park
0: theme, so I don't know why I did that. But
1: I didn't do it, so I don't know. My one complaint thus far... Is Cindy. We already went over. (laughs) Oh, well, other than Cindy, yeah. I I haven't been back to Hammerhead in a while, so I forgot how horrible that was. I fought the first, like, mech boss a while ago when martial samurai guy follows you around, and they've played up the fight as, like, going to be this huge thing, and, like, it was over in, like, 30 seconds. I'm like, well, that was a little disappointing.
2: Uh, prepare for disappointment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are all the bosses kind of lame? Yeah. Uh. So
2: instead of having the uh, kind of things that you get from something like Dark Souls of prepare to die, it's uh, prepare for disappointment.
1: Yeah, like a lot of the random encounters that I've just had out in the field have been way harder than the, any of the bosses thus far.
0: Yeah, the open world gameplay is really where this shines. There are a few decent railroady parts. I don't know what to call them preordained that's not right
1: like design s- content like there we go. Sto- story things that you were forced to go through
0: yeah there are a couple of good ones but for the most part like the final boss was just me kind of holding square and waiting for him to die i did also <laughs> really over level but still
1: i do know one of my favorite random combats that happened is i was unwisely wandering around at night i'm still not a high enough level that that's at all a good idea and i had a magitek dropship land on me right after i finish off fighting or finish fighting off a giant toad or something and I'm like, oh crap, I don't want to deal with these guys, because they routinely kick my ass if I can't close with them pretty quick. Like, I don't have any ballistic protection, so they just ping me to death with their pea shooters. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna run away, and right at that moment, two iron giants and a couple of the, like, lightning spider monsters spawn in. I'm like, well, I definitely don't want to be here right now. So I just kept running, and they actually ended up fighting each other, which was great, and just came in and mopped up the leftovers. Nice. Um, yeah, I didn't know that they would actually do that, but the Magitek troopers will actually fight other monsters in the field. So Turf that's kind of neat. I always like it when video games do that, where NPCs of different factions do not always work together to kill you. They actually will try to kill each other, which kind of makes me like the Empire just a little bit, because at least they're trying to employ some peacekeeping in the, like, giant monster-filled wasteland.
0: Yeah, the Empire's weird. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Yeah, I already got the first cutscene where clearly everyone in the leading cabal is insane. They're all like, cryptic message. I'm not sure if this is how I'm supposed to sound. Oh, but it's poorly translated Japanese. <laughs> I don't know. I was like watching that cutscene, and I looked over at Alex. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure all these people are just, it. they're f- crazy. They're- <laughs> yeah,
0: Kefka took over and now everyone is Kefka.
1: I mean, I like me some Kefka, but he needs a straight man to work against and then kill and then become God Emperor over. Anyway, that's all my stories about Final Fantasy 15. It's a great game. I'll probably talk about it less in the future unless something particularly interesting happens. What have you been up to, Jeremy, with your I have no free time time?
0: Like about 20 minutes of Spider-Man a night?
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. I talked about all these games I played. I play each of them for about 15 minutes at a time.
0: Did you get the Mega Man stuff
1: for Monster Hunter?
0: No, I wanted to, but I didn't have the time. Is it over? I think it's
2: going for another week.
1: Okay, I thought it was until the end of Halloween. I went
2: out and did it and found out that I was kind of bored with that game. So I'm
0: also kind of bored with Monster Hunter, which is another reason I haven't done it. I want to try and finish Spider-Man first. We'll see. I am getting near the end, and so I feel like all my criticisms and thoughts on it are kind of spoilery. Uh, it doesn't do boss fights as well as Arkham, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> A lot of what you said implied that it like really wanted to have Arkham combat, but yeah. didn't know what to do with it. I mean, it has its own ideas about
0: combat. It feels different enough, especially as you get good at it, even though it's not as good as Arkham's. But the boss fights are really, they they clearly took extensive notes on the Arkham City boss fights, and they're like, "Ah, crap, we don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> they feel very quick-time eventy. They're not like quick-time events. It's not like you're in a cutscene and have to press buttons all of a sudden, but they just have that feel.
2: I think you also kind of run into the problem of uh, you can do a lot more with uh, Batman's villains because of in his specific uh, skill set, because Batman isn't super-powered. A lot of his villains are. So having him run up and punch the guy out doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He has to think his way around the problem, whereas Spider-Man is super-powered. Uh, so if you can't just run up and punch the guy out, it's kind of like, why can't I do this? This
0: is a spoiler, but hey, remember those parts in the first Arkham Asylum where the Scarecrow like infects you with fear gas and you have to do weird platformer levels? Oh yeah, yeah those were great. You definitely get stung by the scorpion and have uh... neurotoxin in you, and then the whole city is like, just instead of streets, there's a river of poison. He's like, that's probably not real, but I better not touch it, just in case.
2: That's not how the scorpion works, though, is it? <laughs> not last time I checked. I thought I thought he, like, sprayed acid. I thought that was his big thing.
1: Really quick, you said you are kind of burning out a monster hunter. Yeah. Um, and I was going to ask, like, if a, new, if a new one comes out at some point in the future, would you pick up the new one? Maybe. Why? Because you played 124 hours of Monster Hunter, according to Steam, which implies me that probably you got your money's worth out of it.
2: Of course I got my money's worth out of it. You got my money's worth <laughs> I out of it. got Jeremy's
1: money's worth out okay, of it. Okay, well, someone got some money worth
2: out of it. I still think it's a great game. I just got bored.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, that's always been my problem with it is I get to some point, I'm like, I I think I'm done now. And I got to that point. Actually, I don't think I got to that point with this game, but I definitely got there with try. I just had, ran out of time to play this game. Some combination of time and interest.
0: So speaking of hard, we played <laughs> Super Ghosts and Goblins this week. Or Super Ghouls and Ghosts? Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Super Ghouls and Ghosts this week. The sequel to Ghosts and Goblins, the infamously easy NES platformer that everyone has beaten in their sleep.
1: There's actually a Ghouls and Ghosts that came out between these two, but I don't know if it's available anywhere.
0: When I was doing research, it seemed like the only game that came between them were the uh, games where you play as Red Devil. That's name I can't think of.
2: that you um, guys, That we played for this podcast, but I wasn't there. Gargoyle. Yeah,
1: Gargoyle maybe. Yeah. Which is a surprisingly interesting game, even if it's not a good one.
2: I'll always remember that one because Kevin played the Disney Gargoyles game instead. He just really liked Keith David. That's not who voices Goliath, is it?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I I think it
0: might be. Yeah, I think it is. I just watched The Thing last night. I have Keith David on the brain.
1: Oh, oh, The Wait, wait, which The Thing? The original The Thing? The original The Thing. Not the
0: one with Ramona Flowers. Wait, what? They did a prequel to The Thing called The Thing with Mary Elizabeth Winstead as the main character.
1: So, well, I'm sorry, they did a prequel to The Thing called The Thing. Yes. No one thought that would be confusing?
0: Well, I saw it with Zach's brother, and no one else did, so <laughs> they were pretty much fine. It's that old? It's 2011. It's not a terrible movie, but it's not the original The Thing.
1: That's fair. There's no thing in Ghouls and Ghosts. There certainly is not. What is in Ghouls and Ghosts is a lot of ghoul and or ghost like monsters. So
2: it's it, not very good.
0: So it starts out with you hanging out with your girlfriend, and then Red Devil slash gargoyle comes up, punches you in the stomach, and takes her. So you gotta go chase through a suspiciously similar looking level towards her.
1: Gut estimate. How many games do you think we've played that start with that exact same opening? Uh thirteen. <laughs> I'll accept it I because think, it's Halloweenish.
2: I think it's more than that, actually. Well, three doubles dragon.
1: Yep. Two ghosts and goblins. That one, well, def- you're a ninja while running to the left. How are you, defi- game. How,
2: how are you def- ninja gaiden?
1: No, not that one.
2: Oh, okay. Um, how are you defining Mario? Is, is it- Mario doesn't get
1: punched in the stomach?
2: Okay, he, his I, girlfriend gets I would, just call, gets sw- I would swiped.
0: the new Super Mario Bros. Wii ones that start with like you hanging out with her and Bowser like shows up and takes her. I would count that, but. These ones she's taken off screen. Mario's somewhere else. So I would call it different.
1: There were actually a surprising number where like, the hero just gets sucker punched. I feel like at least one Alex Kidd game does that. Wind of Kazakagi or something, which would actually be redundant. Legend of Kazakagi? I don't so, know.
2: I think it's just Legend of Kaga. I is. don't think it's Maybe. got a head or two. I've
1: watched too much Naruto. All Japanese words are ruined for me. Believe it.
0: Anyway, so I'm just thinking of the one Super Mario game that starts with you all uh, doing a party and Bowser comes and instead of grabbing Peach, he grabs all of you and just throws you away. <laughs> it's like, Very I don't know. Swear. I didn't think
1: about this years ago.
0: <laughs> so you have to chase through Halloween lands to rescue her. Yeah. You're Arthur, by the way. You wear a knight. You wear a knight. Yes, you wear a knight. And you throw lances. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, that's accurate. You wear an entire night on yourself. You skinned them alive.
2: At least the, the Game Boy Advance version was the one that I played, which was a mistake, by the way. It looked real good. I don't know how much else I can say about it.
1: <laughs> so, like the original Ghosts and Goblins, you start off in a cemetery-type area. What is slightly different about this game, as opposed to the original, is that you have double jumping powers your double jump looks really awkward because you like do the splits in the middle of the air and it looks like you should just land and then you double splits. The one really good game design choice this game makes is it starts you in front of this pillar
0: that you cannot jump over. You have to double jump over. So if you've ever only played Ghosts and Goblins and don't know about double jumps, you have to learn about them
1: in order to... Uh, really get past the first obstacle.
2: Yeah. yeah, but the one like gold star you can give it for that, Like I found it was... I don't remember the first one spawning this many bad guys this fast.
1: Now, it, the first one is pretty enemy dense. It,
2: it, it was pretty dense, but I wasn't encountering like six zombies on screen, like right on top of each other.
0: Well, that's because the Super Nintendo has the power to throw more enemies at you. The Super Nintendo. Just because
2: it can doesn't mean it should.
1: Nintendo do what Jaguar don't.
0: It is actually a little more generous in the way it spawns enemies because they don't spawn on you as much. The zombies spawning these little coffins, and it's really kind of frustrating because you can't hurt them until they decide to leave them. And sometimes the coffin will just float in the air, like Magneto showed up to help out <laughs> these zombies and do some cool tricks before it opens up and the zombie parachutes out onto you.
2: Uh, that reminds me of one of the incidents in our Dead By Daylight stream. Kevin put down a trap in front of Tyler and it started floating. He was like, "What? Why? Ha? How? How? The coffins were really annoying. I accidentally picked up the flame, which is still useless, by the way.
0: Yeah. Also, do you want to just start with that? By default, your weapon is a lance. It's just a projectile weapon. Uh, It travels fairly quickly, fairly far. But there are a number of other weapons you can pick up instead. There's daggers,
1: which I think are just faster. Yep. As far as I can tell, they do the same amount of damage.
0: There's a sickle, which is a little bit faster, and also if you're crouching, you throw it at a downward angle, so that's super
2: nice. I tend to oh, find cool. it
1: a strict downgrade over knives.
2: It was my preference. Is ah. it new to this game, or...? I'm pretty sure. Yes. I don't remember it from
1: the old one. I'm pretty sure it was not in the
2: yeah, I, I didn't remember the sickle from the first game. I just wasn't sure if it was new or I just never encountered it.
1: There's a crossbow, which is twin shot from Gradius. Um, but you shoot slightly diagonally up. You don't get a f- straight horizontal, so you have to kind of account for that. Another new one. There's the torch, which is like the holy
0: water in Castlevania, except for if it hits an enemy, it doesn't explode. So it's really, really good if there aren't any enemies on screen and you can get the like flame effect to go, but the game is so enemy dense, that's really difficult.
2: And you can only have, I think, one of them. Yes. It might be two of them on screen at any one time.
1: Oh, torches? Yeah.
0: You can only have one weapon, and if you pick one up you don't want, too bad. You're stuck with it for now.
1: You can't pick up your old weapon again, which is kind of frustrating.
0: Yeah, especially since Castlevania was about to do that. Did Castlevania Four do that or did they not do that until Rondo of Blood? I have no idea. I don't remember having that problem in
1: Rondo of Blood, don't you? No, I know in Rondo up
0: your old one? In Rondo of Blood I know you do, but in Castlevania Four, could you pick up your old one or... I thought so. Okay. So Castlevania had solved this problem, and it's really hard not to compare this ca- Castlevania because you have the same marital jump arcs that are super awkward.
1: But you don't have a whip as a default weapon, so... It makes it even more awkward that you can double jump, though, because you're still stuck in that arc. I don't know. I'm used to games with double jumps allowing you to move more or less freely mid-air. It makes the double jump really clunky,
0: which is difficult when it starts making you make really precise jumps with it.
1: And you you were telling me earlier that apparently there was a pixel-perfect jump later in the game. There are a couple. I I never got that far. I went through two different literal hells. You go through two different hells in order to reach the castle. Well, hell and um, super hell. Well, one's like fire hell and the other is
2: like meat hell. I would have thought it'd be fire hell and ice hell, but maybe that's just me knowing Dante too well. That is true. I, the other day I had a huge brain fart and I
1: could not remember the other poet who was guiding Dante through all the things. It was his brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Virgil. Remember that's how that worked. Brother. I got the
0: superior demon gene. Where not Nero show up in that? So anyway, Unlike Castlevania, though, the enemies have really random patterns. So like I said, sometimes zombies will just float up in the sky for a while before even coming down. Sometimes they'll just randomly turn around. There are these dogs that jump, but when they jump is random. Enemies with projectiles don't have any sort of projectile animation, so you don't get a warning that they're about to fire.
1: It feels really a lot like the first game in this respect, but like it's been several years, and I expect more from a Super Nintendo game.
0: Usually. By now,
2: they should have learned this.
0: Yeah, I think we kind of underrated Ghosts and Goblins when we ranked it. Uh, not by a whole lot, but I think we did a little bit because of its legacy and how new it was. But by this point, Capcom had made so many Mega Man games. Ghosts and Goblins is designed as an arcade game that got ported to console, but they'd figured out how to make console games and were one of the kings of it at the time. I don't know if they just thought, oh, Ghosts and Goblins, what do we do to make a sequel to that?
1: Another super hard game, obviously. Or what they were thinking. Like, let's just make the, I mean, it feels very similar to the first game.
2: Slap the B team on it and call it, that's how Capcom operates. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They just need to reboot the franchises occasionally.
0: We need the new Ghosts and Goblins that's all about high school students Go- jacking into the net.
1: Ghosts and Goblins X. Um, I was going to say Dead Rising X. <laughs> Dead Rising is a fun game. Dead Rising 2 feels a lot like Dead Rising. Exactly. Capcom just makes the same game several times in a row. De- and Dead
0: tell Rising people could... 5 has go- zombie golf as a mode.
2: <laughs> Dead ri- at least Dead Rising 2 incorporates the uh, combo weapons, which were kind of fun. I mean, every time they do it, they
1: add something.
0: And then but... you have a dying daughter that you need to get insulin for? Or yeah,
2: Well, I mean, they got to give you a fun thing with one hand, and then they got to take that away with the other. But at the very least... I heard that in Dead Rising, I think it was 4, Dead Rising, they took away the deadlines.
1: I don't know what these are. I've never played a Dead in, Rising In Dead game.
2: Rising, you have specific time frames where you can go do things to advance oh. the plot. And apparently in Dead Rising 4, they took those out.
1: Oh, that's like half the fun It's time management.
2: Yeah, I, that's... I'm not sure why I just said that out loud, but it's accurate. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the major things is time management. is so much fun in those
0: games. But Speaking of Capcom just doing the same thing over and over again, have you seen any of the stages for Mega Man 11?
1: No. They're insane.
0: Good My insane, favorite or... one is
1: Bounce Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I've seen actually a lot of this. It actually looks like a surprisingly, a game I might actually want to play. Yeah. I haven't wanted to play a new Mega Man in a long time. So. Anyway, back to Super Goals and go. go da-ba-da-boop. Da, uh, back,
0: <laughs> back to Arthur
1: the Saves the Princess.
0: It's not very good. The other major new mechanic they have added is a power-up armor. And while you might think that donning armor allows you to take more hits... It just makes your weapons way more powerful. The crossbow gets a like homing quality. Can you pick this specific power-up up if you don't already have armor?
1: I don't know. Uh, No, it will not spawn if you don't already have armor. And okay. also,
0: it's not in any predisposed locations like the Castlevania or Mario power-ups are. You just have to get lucky and have it spawn instead of a random weapon.
1: God, that's so dumb. It is. Yeah, so speaking of which, that's how the power-ups work in this game. We described all the weapons earlier. You will find chests occasionally. You have to attack chests... Several times, they actually take quite a few hits, and then a random thing will pop out. If you accidentally pick it up, you're stuck with it.
0: Or a ghost will pop out and try to murder you.
1: Or, in later levels, it turns out it was a mimic, and it just, like, jumps on you. This game is really mean. It has a lot of, like, gotcha things, and I'm not a huge fan of that. They're not even fun in, like, a I-want-to-be-the-guy way, though. Yeah, be- and- well, because they don't revel in how stupid they are. Well, they take themselves seriously.
2: From a standard thing for most games, gotcha moments aren't good game design. That's just the developer taking the opportunity to kick the players in the balls. That's not fun.
0: They're important in arcade games because you need to milk more money out of people, but in console games, they just send you back to start, which isn't fun.
1: Well, what's even better is not only do the elements on screen do this, later in the game, there are a lot of like leap of faith things, and if you move too fast, you will run off the right edge of the screen and die even though there's actually stuff there i'm not really sure how that's justified
2: he has a heart attack and yeah. immediately falls dead yeah i'm he reason.
1: ran too fast and had a heart attack as a result <laughs> trying to see what else we got here all the powered up weapons do look really cool though
0: that's um, true but i will visually,
1: get, they're all nice yeah visually this game's actually pretty solid although it kind of has the uh what what i often call the genesis game problem, although I should maybe be more generous now because we play plenty of non-Genesis games that have this problem. It doesn't have it as bad as those, though, I don't It gets worse. Okay. As the game progresses, uh, you didn't do the, like, haunted pirate ship, right? No. Yeah, they're just like, enemies are swarming it all the time, there's like a rain animation constantly, it's hard to see anything on screen. Do you get the slowdowns in that? Because this game also is plagued with slowdown moments
0: when there are too many enemies on screen, and it really feels like the Super Nintendo should be more than capable of handling this.
1: Yeah, no, I had quite a few of those. One of my other problems with the fact that they're running on the Super Nintendo and they didn't take advantage of this is, like, the music sounds almost identical to that in the first game, except it's played through the Super Nintendo, so it really just sounds like it's farting at my ears the entire time. I was really disappointed because, like, Ghosts and Goblins music is catchy, but they could have, like, I don't know, improved on it slightly or at least give it some more depth.
0: Add some fake trumpets.
1: Add Yeah, add some fake trumpets, throw in some arpeggios. All good chiptunes need some arpeggios. I'm trying to think what else there were. Uh, did you fight any of the bosses in this game?
0: I didn't. I did I... not get to any of them. Unless a giant tidal wave that creates bottomless pits under you counts as a boss.
1: Nope, nope. I think I got to the fifth or sixth level in this game. I died a lot. I use save states, though. So The first boss is like a giant vulture with an extendo neck. <laughs> He got me the first time. He moves forward in an attack pattern. So he chases you to the left against a wall and he'll just like pause in the middle of it. I'm like, okay, now's my chance to attack. Nope, that's your cue to keep running to the left, I guess. Because he will then extend o neck at you. So the real secret is go left all the way and eventually he'll give up and back off. <laughs> and then you just chase him to the right side of the screen and repeat this until he's dead. He ends Oh, that up... sounds so boring. Yeah, it's actually, it's a very boring boss fight. That's actually my problem with a lot of the bosses is that they're just boring my least favorite, this one deserves a goddamn Medal of Honor for just being so bad. There's, like, a tower thing that you're having to climb. It looks very much, I don't know, what's the, like, heaven tower you have to climb in Kirby's Adventure? It's basically just that, except gothic.
0: Gourmet tower? That's not it.
1: Oh no, that sounds like a thing, though, being Kirby, though. Oh no, it it plays with vaguely 3D animation as I you're walking you're up around about. the tower. There are actually some really cool enemies in there. Too bad you don't know what any of them do. Some of them behave differently. There are gargoyles sometimes that will shoot at you, sometimes will pop out of the wall. You can't tell which is which. Good luck. Um, But at the end of this level, you fight a giant, like, worm thing? You don't have a lot of space to fight him, and you're supposed to be, like, jumping back and forth across the platforms. I guess I didn't playtest this at all, though, because you can actually just stand there, and he'll just circle you in an attempt to try to get at you, but his turn radius isn't tight enough, so he just, like, Floats in a perfect circle, and you can just pig him as he passes really? by every ta- Yeah, it's really lame. It's... <laughs> God damn. Later on, you get some excellent, like... I hesitate to call them puzzles because the levels are still very linear. But you go through flesh hell, as I mentioned earlier. And there's some things you step on that rotate the entire... Like, you get onto a place and everything becomes spikes. And then you rotate the screen. And... I don't know, we, we describe this in Castlevania Four, or I guess Super Castlevania... There are some things you can use to rotate the entire screen by latching onto you with your whip. This looks very similar, except somehow it's, like, choppier. It actually gave me motion sickness in a Super Nintendo game, which is, frankly, bravo, bravo, (laughs) well done. Trying to think if there's anything else to say about this game.
0: It's not very good. Yeah, it's it's... mean-spirited and too difficult. And it's not difficult in the way, like, a Gradius is, where you want to get good at it because you feel it's fair. It just feels really random.
2: Yeah, Wait, I mean that's a, the the best difficult games are those that feel fair. Yeah, hard but fair. Yeah, like, you like, know why you died. Yeah, even you if, know why you screwed up, and you know that you died because you screwed up, not because the game decided you're going to die now. Like I still remember when I was playing Dark Souls three and I accidentally rolled myself off a cliff. I wasn't upset at the game for killing me. I knew what I did wrong. It was stupid. It was dumb. But
0: even in like a bullet hell, moving a mic half pixel to the left is similarly dumb and you blame yourself for it.
1: Yeah, but that's because it was fully under your control. You knew exactly what was going on. You just screwed up. Oh, no, this game does a thing which I hate, which has inconsistent enemy design and mechanics. Like, they'll look identical, but behave differently. And, like, you can't do that. You need to signal that they're different somehow. You
2: can make enemies that look similar to each other, especially if you're getting later on into the game, but they have to have some kind of visual indicator or a wind-up indicator to tell you that they're going to do something different. Yeah, I was going to say, even Ninja Gaiden does this, and I
1: don't like Ninja Gaiden very much. All right. Any other final thoughts? I don't know. It's not the worst game we've ever played, but it's certainly a... It's not a good game. Yeah, I'd say it's a very mediocre game. I'd say it's very forgettable. I think it's worse than the first one. So We'll find out. Speaking of the first
0: one, we have a list on our website, www.lastpodcast.com, listing all the games we've played from best to worst. At the top is an unforgettable game, Chrono Trigger. At the bottom is the most forgettable game of all time, City Connection. Say what now? (laughs) Yeah, it is very
1: forgettable, despite being so bad. In the middle is Tecmo Bowl. It's a football game.
2: (laughs) It is not the first one, but a fairly early one.
0: Near the bottom, at number 214 of 251, we have Ghosts and Goblins. I think this game is worse than Ghosts and Goblins, because I respect Ghosts and Goblins in a lot of ways. This one looks better, but other than that, I don't think it improves in any way. The power-ups, I guess, are kind of a cool idea. But Ghosts and Goblins, I can see, like, why you would want to try to beat that. In a way, I don't with Super Goals and Ghosts.
2: I concur. Ghosts and Goblins has a lot of problems, but I think the visual design is a lot easier to keep track of what's going on. Whereas this one seemed a lot more cluttered to me. It's got problems, but I think Ghosts and Goblins is a lot better than its sequel. I actually feel like Ghosts and Goblins
1: is a lot more cluttered. I was actually going to say I think I had more fun playing this game, but I think actually instead the more accurate thing is... I was less frustrated playing this game. That doesn't necessarily translate to more fun. I don't know. I'm of two minds on this one, but I think you guys have formed a its worst block, so I'm willing to cede to that. All
0: right. So another Halloweeny platformer that's a little bit lower and is a hollow imitation of another game is Castlevania Dracula X.
1: I Which one was this? So this
0: is the one with Rio Belmont that's a port to the Super Nintendo with bad level design.
1: Okay, the, not Rondo of Blood, but the one that was like a weird Super Nintendo port of Rondo of Blood.
2: Yes. Okay.
1: You know, at the end of the day, I'll take a Castlevania game over this like cluttered nonsense that doesn't know how to use its mechanics.
0: I think I agree. It's also a lot more visually appealing.
1: It's certainly to- na- like this game advertises itself as gothic looking, and I feel like Castlevania nails that aesthetic a lot better.
0: You know, except Dracula is Frieza at the end. and has four different anime forms.
2: I'm having a difficult time remembering it, but since you,
1: yeah, guys I, both, I completely, uh, you
2: guys aligned with it, I don't have to worry about it. I
1: completely forgot about it for a minute, honestly.
0: So let's put that Castlevania thing to the test.
2: How do we think it compares to Castlevania Adventure? the
1: like oh, Game Boy outing for oh, You know, is- I said that, but I forgot about this game too. Um, I would
2: have to... Honestly, I would rather play Super Ghouls and Ghosts than Castlevania Adventure. That one is too small... In terms of screen size, it's impossible to see what's going on anywhere.
1: It misuses its ad sets worse than this game does. I think I agree with Zach. I think I prefer Ghouls and Ghosts.
2: So directly
0: above Castlevania Adventure, we have Alex Kidd in Shinobi World.
1: Alex Kidd is like, it's I've... not as easy as Kirby, but it's very boring. I think I would prefer Ghouls and Ghosts if only for the aesthetic. Like, I could play Ghouls and Ghosts longer, and in fact did play Ghouls and Ghosts longer than I did Alex Kidd. Any Alex Kidd.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they share a lot of similar
1: problems. I don't think Alex Kidd ever does any, like, serious gotcha moments. They're just bad. I mean, I it didn't does...
2: say they share all of them, but they do share a bunch of similar problems.
1: Yeah, they do do the, like, this enemy looks identical but behaves differently thing. I can't remember if they do that a lot in this one, but they have definitely done it in other Alex Kids, Which is maybe unfair in its favor, that I can't differentiate all of them. But yeah, unless you have a particular argument against Jeremy, I think. No, I don't I think, think I do. I think I'm going ghouls and ghosts. Zach?
2: I, I actually think I I have to say Alex Kidd. I think it's a little bit better put together.
1: Yeah, it's certainly less cluttered. In Shinobi
0: World is the best of the ones that aren't the first one, definitely. That's why it's the second highest on the list.
1: <laughs> Weird how that works.
0: My instinct immediately was to go towards Shinobi World as well. You guys just both seemed like you disagreed with that. With I, that. No, just
1: I disagree with that. And I didn't
0: so. have a strong feeling on it. Just my gut says to put it below. So I think I'm going to go with my gut. And we're going to put this game at number 229, above Castlevania Adventure, but below Alex Kidd and Miracle.
1: It was really obvious to me that Capcom did not put the same development team on Mega Man as they did on this game.
0: It sure doesn't seem that way. They were probably busy making X2 or X3, the extreme X inning, the return of Mega Man Cage.
1: So anyway, we've conquered this nightmare. Uh, do you have to replay this game like in the first one?
0: I don't think so. I couldn't find any indication of that. Okay. But...
2: Maybe just nobody's finished
0: it. So... Y- just to be safe, you should re-listen to this podcast as soon as you're done, or maybe go check out Jumpstart Weekly. Yeah, no, that sounds like a much better idea. I think we talked about Cypher this week, which is a weird shoujo manga, and by weird I mean completely average and exactly what you think it is.
1: <laughs> I don't know what I think a shoujo called Cypher is, but I'm... Um, it's about
0: this girl who befriends a famous New York actor who is, has a twin brother, and he and his twin are prestiging everyone, <laughs> and she's trying to figure out why.
1: I oh, no, know. Google Play was bad about notifying me about new episodes, so I'm only just now getting around to listening to the One Piece episode. So, I'll let you know when I get there. Anyway, Zach, we don't have to relive this nightmare again. Um, unlike our poor listeners who now have to listen to the podcast again. Ah ha ha, you've been cursed. Trick or treat. Where are we playing next week, Zach?
2: <laughs> We've gotten a lot of games of different genres, and I think we're going to go with one that is from Tyler's favorite genre. Uh, Side scrolling beat 'em up genre. I thought that uh, was a the perverted called... dating
1: sim, but okay.
2: Maybe. I mean he does own a couple. So we're gonna no, play just some one, Brawl I think. Brothers.
1: Just one. It was a gift. Zach's I treasure had... it dearly.
0: <laughs> Zach said Brawl Brothers listeners, so next time on last time, it's Brawl in the Family. This has been a production of Last Time on Video Games, copyright 2018. All games, movies, and other media mentioned in this podcast are copyright their respective owners. If you wish to listen to more episodes, visit us at www.lasttimeonvideogames.com, where you can see the entire archive. If you wish to get in contact with us, you can email us at ltovg at lasttimeonvideogames.com. This episode is over. Are you listening to another one?
1: Anywho, whose turn is it to pick a podcast? It's Zach's turn, right? That's what he was (laughs) cursing about.
0: Yes. (laughs)